Hey everybody, I'm Pat Hollander and welcome to another episode of Ideas at ND. Um, This is kind of a cool episode because my guest was John Henry, who is the Director of Student Startups at the Idea Center. Um, And John is one of the one of the people that kind of makes up the heart and soul of the Idea Center. He has an impact on pretty much every student-run startup that comes through the door of the Idea Center. So, um, you know, a ton of people who I've had as guests on this podcast um, know John, have worked with John, um, and everyone always has such positive things to say about him, but also about the impact that he's able to have on startups. We talked a lot in this podcast about um, Adozi Zianaloy and about John's work with Adozi and, and students like Adozi. Um, and, you know, it's just really cool to be able to sit down with someone like John who is, you know, part of that culture shift at Notre Dame towards entrepreneurship, which is something that I've talked a lot about on the, on the podcast. Um, and John is definitely a big leader in that regard, not only at the Idea Center, but just at Notre Dame um, as a whole. So, Here's John Henry. Thanks so much for listening. So we got John Henry on the podcast. Um, I think you were you were one of the most kind of requested guests. Like a lot of people I had on as guests. You had said, five requests. Well, no, maybe not. Um, <laughs> maybe not five, but it was definitely like two or three people told me you should have John on. <laughs> like they just said you'd be a good podcast yeah. guest. I don't know. They th- they thought you were like thoughtful and and funny. I heard a lot of funny. Good. Uh, I'll- all, all positive. I'll, I'll put yes. a lot of jokes. Okay, good. I'm, I'm hoping for that. Maybe I can get in like the comedy category on, on yeah. Apple or something Tag. like that. So you're director of startups here at the Idea Center? I am. And what does that mean? Yeah, so director of student startups is responsible for uh, building a few programs that our student entrepreneurs can enter. So mm-hmm. one example is we have something called Friday Pitches. <coughs> and that's where if a student has a concept, they'll submit it online and all of them get assigned a venture coach, which is another student, and that uh, venture coach helps them prepare for a pitch on Fridays. On Fridays, they can pitch for up to 2500 bucks, mm-hmm. and they can come back as many times as they want. They can pitch for uh, as many ideas as they want, so they can get more than 2500 bucks. So that's an example of one of the programs is Friday Pitches. Um, another one that we do <coughs> is the Summer Race to Revenue program. Yeah. So there are a lot of students that go into that. It's basically, think of the Friday pitches as trying to be able to support all students and then using that as a pipeline to recruit the best from for the summer program. Right. And so last year we did our first one and it was really cool because we got, uh, uh, there was probably about 10 students that were in it last summer. And it was really neat to see what they had been able to do during the year and then see them ramp it up at the end of the year to get into the program and then just kill it over the summer. So one of the best ones is a guy who hopefully everyone will be hearing more about. His name is Jerry Lancaster. And um, he had an advertising concept and he had a lot of personal experience doing it even before Notre Dame, so he's undergrad. And when he came to us, we just, I had talked to him a few times about a few different concepts. I knew he was onto something really big. We were able to put him on a stage um, with the help of Matt Gardner, uh, he got exposed to a lot of angels. They invested about, about a lot of money. I don't know if we can share the number, but um, plenty of money to be able for him to go to New York over the summer. So even though he was enrolled in the program, uh, he was physically in New York. That was a bit of an exception, but he did great job in New York. So he's just he was working like a dog up there, uh, getting his advertising product uh, out into the market. And so that was an example of done something during the year, able to 
identify some of the high performers, give them the right stage to excel on, and then give them uh, dedicated time to be able to thrive over the summer. So that's the that's the race to revenue program. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a ton of good things about race to revenue. It seems like a perfect program for the idea center because I think a lot of kids from Notre Dame. This is something I'm like I constantly talk about this on the podcast. How mm-hmm. Notre Dame seems to direct kids to do like maybe not direct them, but perhaps. Um, unknowingly it seems like students undergrads have these like very well-defined paths after graduation that you can take they go consulting yep you know finance med school law school and not a lot of kids sort of divert from those paths and do something like entrepreneurship yep and so the race to revenue program sort of gives you the permission over the summer to it's something to tell mom and dad yes that look i have a paid internship exactly and i'm launching my own company yeah for sure exactly it's like yeah exactly It's, it's a very reputable sort of organized way to do entrepreneurship. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the goals about it because <coughs> a lot of the traditional um, pathways, one of my, uh, one of the things I've seen is just it's uh, graduation or Bane is the main killer of <laughs> student startups. Yeah. Or yeah Goldman yeah. Sachs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so uh, that ends up killing most of the student startups that have a chance. And sometimes those are great opportunities and they should be pursued. But if the student has the fire in the belly, then they need some of these pathways to be able to understand how they need to think through, how do I go the startup pathway? So basically, we're trying to turn this non-traditional pathway into a traditional pathway through a summer internship. Um, There was one other student who, uh, her name is Phoebe, in the Mendoza magazine just featured her. Mm -hmm. And so um, she had a company that was called Power, is now called Level. But it was uh, performance training in a gym setting for pre-collegiate female athletes. And so you can see the fuller story of what she did. But she kind of models a lot of that. So she came in. She thought she might be doing consulting. She was first year MBA. We started working together a lot. Did a lot of exploration of different concepts. She eventually landed on this one. And she did race to revenue. So she decided not to go IBM consulting summer internship. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and now she's on the financing hunt. So now she's going to be raising money and she's going to be doing it after graduation. And so that's really an example of not everyone needs that type of thing. More people can do race to revenue that need to go down that path. So everybody can be changed by the dis- discipline of entrepreneurship. But a few people need it carved in such a way that they can advance enough so they become investable to prepare for graduation. Right. So when you when you talk about someone like Phoebe where she comes to you with these ideas and she's considering other paths, but she's really passionate about this this venture she wants to take on. Yep. What do those conversations between someone like Phoebe and, and yourself look like? What are you what are you sort of helping these students to think about or to, to sort of see as the opportunity within the realm of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so one of the one of the first questions that I'll ask a student when they're coming in is basically, what do you want this thing to be? And I'm, real, I'm trying to probe for commitment level. I'm, do you want to go full-time on this? Do you want this to be a side hustle? Or do you want this to be a cool educational experience? Right. All of those are valid. And Race to Revenue would be open to all of those types of people. So we have a mission, we have a mission statement in our team that's changed students' lives through the discipline of entrepreneurship. You don't need to become an entrepreneur to be changed. You can be an entrepreneur. There's lots of different pathways out of this woods that we're in. Yeah. Um, so not all of it looks like you're going Silicon Valley. So one of the first things to do is basically figure out what they want and where their commitment level is. And um, the one of the next things is just to help them. Uh, another tagline we have is, and this is something we use to recruit for mentors. And 
advisors. So these are the people that help students turn big dreams into next actions. Because you can, as a student, be very easily overwhelmed by a large passion project. But if you haven't chunked it out into feasible next actions that you can pursue over time, then you can get paralyzed. So part of it is just figuring out how big of a thing is it for them. And then another part is just evaluating what to do. What I try doing and teach a lot of our venture coaches to do, so venture coaches are these student interns that help student entrepreneurs, right. is to take off the hat that you're the expert of whatever their concept is, but put on the hat that you're an expert of process evaluation. So the way of chunking a dream into next actions is often through lean startup techniques such as customer validation or prototype testing, those types of things. Mm -hmm. That's what our team knows how to do. And that's what turns big dreams into to next steps. So those are the two basic things is, you know, how big of a dream and what are you going to do next on it? Yeah, absolutely. So so what is sort of the biggest, um, I guess, when, when a student comes to you with this idea and there's so many different paths that it could take and, and you're trying to sort of direct them down a single path, but also really understand what they're looking to do with this idea. What's mm -hmm. the biggest challenge that you face and how do you kind of, how do you navigate some of the difficulties that come with that? Yeah, so one of the biggest, um, there's, there's a few. So one of the biggest challenges for a student is that they tend not to know, they're, they're not experienced, and that's the nature of being a student. So one of the best things that they can do if they're really serious, and for me, they've demonstrated momentum. So they they're coachable, they followed advice, they might not be doing the right things, but they're doing things. Yeah. They're ready for an expert mentor. And so that's when the alumni network is really rich and can provide people that can then turn big dreams into the next step. So I'm not going to be the best type of person to advise on a med device, but someone in the alumni network is. Right. But I know that you should find someone. So I know enough of the steps to be able to say, do some momentum, show you've got hustle, show you're serious and committed, and go find a good team. And oftentimes that team includes mentors uh, first. So that's one of the things that we try getting the, the students to go for. And that's one of the tasks that they'll have to do. The other tasks, um, there's just a lot of traditional techniques in Lean Startup. So interviewing is going to be one of them. You might do surveys. You might do prototypes, other things like that. Yeah, definitely. Can you, can you tell me a bit more about how... Um sort of the Notre Dame alumni network in particular mm -hmm. makes your job so much more effective? Because it seems like, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, the next step for a lot of these students is to get in touch with a mentor who sort of knows about yeah. the niche area they're trying to get involved in. Yep. And Notre Dame is where, you know, we have this, this legendary alumni network. So how does that network, that resource, make your life and your job so much yeah. more, you know, useful? Yeah, so, so the world of Lean Startup is just a lot of techniques. And they're usable in a lot of different industries, maybe not all industries. But ultimately, the technique is only so good. What is a lot more valuable is having seasoned, experienced people come in with expertise. And so myself and a lot of others of us, for instance, have been benefited by Tim Connors. He has so many yeah. norms that he can describe to you what you should be trying to do and how, like, what numbers you should be hitting and objectives you should have. So those types of people... <clears throat> Are experts and a lot of what the idea center does myself included is just an accountability system and so one of the things that we'll do for instance for summer race to revenue is that we'll identify 
uh, someone to like an accountability partner, like a me, maybe idea center staff or someone with some experience that we're recruiting in. But then we also require them to go after some type of industry expert. And maybe they're an expert about the customer, maybe they're an expert about the business model or the technology, but those are really important. And the accountability partners like myself rely on them to help form whatever the objectives and milestones are. So what do we actually hold them accountable to, the student entrepreneur accountable to, um, can often be dictated by this, these members of the alumni network. So just another really quick example. So we have this one group that's going in the summer's race to revenue. And it's an awesome student-based team, um, as they all are. Some of them are graduating and going to Google. And so they're going into development. And they have found at Google uh, technical advisors that can be helping them. But some of them um, are sophomores and going to be rising uh, juniors. And so they're still on the team. And maybe what some of the things that they're able to go pursue is they already have the tech advisor. Now they go need a business advisor for it. And so this particular business that's in the academic setting is trying to reduce basically student churn, which is a huge cost to a lot of universities. You pay a lot of money to get students, uh, often from disadvantaged backgrounds. And they... is, this, is this a dozy? Yeah. Yes, I had him on the podcast. Yeah. This so, is awesome. Yeah. So he's awesome. Yeah. And so he's a it's good a great example idea. of we're going to have someone to hold him accountable, but we're also going to find alumni that can help give uh, Adozi and that coach or the like someone like me um, <coughs> milestones for him to hit. And so Adozi is exactly that type where he came to a lot of our events. Mm -hmm. He showed a ton of hustle and initiative. And he, we could provide some basic lean start techniques of this is how you go out and get signups. This is how you do a beta test. And he did them all. And he did it really well. And <clears throat> you could just feel the seriousness and intensity and passion that he had. Yeah, working you really with can. Him. Yeah. And so that, for me, is really easy to sell. Like, I can go out to the alumni network and be like, guys, we need someone to help Adozi because he's an awesome kid. You'll love working with him. Yeah. And so, in a way, I'm just concierging. I have some knowledge on process, and I'm also concierging awesome students with awesome alumni. And that combination of the right people following a rational process is what we think can change the culture here at Notre Dame. That's awesome. I, I, I'm so happy that you brought up Adozi, too, because, like... That that podcast will be out once this one's out. Yeah, he is unbelievable. I yeah. sometimes you, you'll ask a kid about their startup, mm -hmm. and you know they explain it and they seem excited, but it's not quite this like deep passion. Yeah, I asked Adozi about it, and you could see it in his eyes. Like, yeah. this kid loves what he's doing, and yeah. this means so much to him. And and it's what a lot of students need is so Adozi's is a good example because. What he's working on is that problem of students getting matched to the right schools where yes. they can succeed and thrive, and it's better for the students, better for the school. And money will just become a lot more efficient. So we're not going to go through a lot of churn, a lot of bad experiences for students going through times where they're just in a miserable spot. So there's a lot of good that can come out of it. Adozi has a specific solution. And so one of the things I remember talking to Adozi about is you marry the problem, you date the solution. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, Adozi, you're focused on the right thing, but his solution had a certain type of revenue strategy. It might be right, but hold on loosely to whatever that is, go out and experiment with it, but always remember you're gonna mine deeper on the problem, yes. marry the problem, because there could be much more valuable solutions out there than what he's working on. So when you find kids with the passion that, what they're ultimately passionate about, um, 
sometimes they're passionate about the solution, but oftentimes we, we have just a mission-motivated culture here. And so Adozi is a good example of someone yeah. who's, who's there trying to solve a big problem. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. So when Adozi, is Adozi doing the race to revenue? Yeah. So when, when he's here over the summer, mm-hmm. what will your role be in Adozi's project? Yep, so I'm responsible for creating the structure of the 10-week program that will be running through. Wow. So he will be assigned an accountability partner or a coach. That might be me. It might be another member of the staff, or it might be some serial entrepreneurs that are in our region. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my mid-30s, so these kind of coaches tend to be at the same age level. Yeah. And that track, so I'll be meeting with Adozi actually this afternoon. We're doing our Race to Revenue kickoff for the first cohort. If any of your listeners are students, then we also are going to be opening applications for the spring. Okay. It's uh, their spring application phase also just goes into this summer. So we have eight slots already taken. We have four, and there might be a fifth one opening up soon. <clears throat> so Adozi is going to hear today that he's going to need to find a business uh, advisor. Mm-hmm. And that's that industry expert who's going to help dictate some of them. And then it's my job to make sure he's got the right coach and so or accountability partner. That's spring work, and he'll continue pushing his business over the spring. But the summer is a totally different ballgame. That's when he's working full-time. That's when he'll do, in 10 weeks, what he's done in a full year. And those 10 weeks will have a certain structure in it. We'll have a lot of social events so that he'll get to meet the other racers. He'll meet them this afternoon. He'll get to know them a lot better over the summer. He'll have office space here at Innovation Park. Um, He'll have access to more of our student de-risking funding, which is kind of grant-style money. Um, and he'll have education. So we'll have rotating speakers, uh, basically sharing war stories or disciplines that they've had. So one example is a local business development guy from one of our portfolio companies. He's managed 500 business development reps. He's going to come and talk about the importance of value creation and sales. And Adozi's going to hear from him. Adozi's going to hear from other serial entrepreneurs as well. So there's um, that element, and it all culminate in a demo day. And so... Adozi will advance. He's, he's already done some great traction already. Mm-hmm. He'll advance it further over the summer, and then he'll be prepared to pitch for more serious funding. But um, Adozi's still got a few more years here. Yeah. But he also has some um, alumni partners, or they're soon-to-be alumni. I think yes. they're graduating soon. That's what, yeah. Yeah. And so, I, don't, I mean, the hope is that pitch for some serious money, get more traction, right. and pull some of them into a startup with him. Yeah. That is so cool. So, so one thing, um, it seems like your your position is sort of diverse in that you're you're kind of you're giving these students this very technical sort of um, business related information about how to run a startup, the mm-hmm. lean startup stuff, kind of at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then in the later stages, there's this like very um, sort of uh, almost um, like EQ based mentorship matching part of your job that yeah. seems very different than what happens in the beginning. So there's like the business stage in the beginning where it's very technical information that you're just providing for the students. And then later on, it's very kind of a, like interpersonal based work. Yeah, I think that's fair. So what is that like kind of balancing that? And how do, how do you think someone in your position, you know, how, how do you do that? Like, it yeah. seems very difficult. Uh, by trial and error. And so we're, we're figuring out what works more about it. And there's another program that we're doing right now called Alumni Labs. Basically, we're sourcing startup ideas or even revenue-generating companies from alumni and then pairing them with student teams. Wow. So often alumni, they have too many opportunities or concepts to be able to pursue, so they 
might have great experience, insight, concepts, uh, but they don't have bandwidth. And then the vice versa for the student side, they have tons of energy and hustle, but they might not have that that experience of being out in the market or that concept. So why don't we, we pair them up? And for the alumni, they basically get an expanded innovation pipeline. They can pursue more things with these students. And we, we're very restrictive about the, we're only in a pilot right now. But that matchmaking element, the interpersonal dynamics that you're asking about, are on full force there. And so one of the things I do is I've, I get to know some of the students. I learn a lot of them through interviewing them, or we have 13 venture coaches right now um, that are student interns that I oversee and interview more than that, so get a deeper exposure and teach a few classes. So that's how I get exposed to most of the student body. And from that pool, uh, we find ones that really want to get into a company. And then I just mash those up into teams uh, to work on some of those. I'll say what I've noticed about the students is that what they seem to care about most of all is working hard with people they respect, doing something they're exciting about. Yeah. And if they're doing that, it doesn't mean that they have to have the same sense of humor. It, like A lot of the personality things are important, but the ability to work with high-performing teams seems to get them all excited, and that that builds the initial culture of yeah. the team. So, uh, I might be wrong about that. Like maybe we've just kind of done well in the first few, accidentally, and we'll fall <laughs> on our face soon. I doubt it. <laughs> but I, the having there's enough um, homogeneity in terms of the values and work ethics that teams need to be able to form with our student culture, that um, you want diversity and uh, a lot of thoughts and opinions, but you also want a lot of homogeneity and values and things that you'll respect in working. And so that homogeneity tends to breed stronger work teams uh, if you kind of select them. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. That's, that's really interesting. It's kind of a cool, uh, it's a cool spot, I think, for like learning about student entrepreneurs that you're in. It's, pre- it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any like? Do you ever think about sort of your role here at the Idea Center, or maybe the Idea Center um, more broadly, and to think about your vision for the future of this place, or, or the future of student entrepreneurship at Notre Dame, and what your role is going to be in it? Because I mean, even since I got here, I got here in 2016, so it's yeah. been you know almost four years, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've seen it grow so much, just from students who were freshmen and sophomores all of a sudden saying, "Oh, I have this idea." I know where to go to get this thing started into a business. That's it's, great to it's hear. the idea center. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Like okay. through, you know, Nick Swisher and the marketing and, and the work that yeah. people like you have done. Everybody knows that now. So it's been four years and, and you know, there's been a ton of growth. Yeah. What do you see as the next phase of growth? Like what's what's the future hold? I mean, I know nobody knows, but Yeah, so if the for the visionary elements, a lot of it is uh, so Brian Ritchie, our VP um, he's kind of a, he's a 10x thinker. And so you, you bring an idea to him and then he just 10x's it. Like, have you thought about this? So a lot of what we're doing right now, Alumni Labs is just an experiment. We've done it with two or three and that could 10x. Like we could do 10 to 20 a year yeah. of that type of thing. But the, the, if these work, the reason it would continue to work is because it just uses a lot of the ingredients that are already here at Notre Dame. The students are really smart. People like working with them. Mm-hmm. And the alumni are really engaged and smart and experienced and successful. And so those are just really strong ingredients that you kind of can't 
make them, you can't mess up in the recipe by putting too much garlic in it type thing. And so I think we have the right type of stuff here and <coughs> it'll, <coughs> it'll just turn more systematic. Something we haven't fully figured out is how are all these companies going to get funded right now? We're, we're working through it, but that to me could start using the natural cycles of the Notre Dame year. There's things that could be happening in the fall when everyone's coming here. We could be sending people out in the spring. Now when you're a student coming in, I bet you're coming here because we've had a few, you, you got recruited based on some stories that really inspired you, some wins. And you talked to someone that was a current student that really got you and got what you were about. I think we're approaching a type of entrepreneurship that tends to be really full person oriented. We're a Catholic institution, so a lot of the values are marinated here really well. So forming good entrepreneurs, and not just meaning good at what they do, but good people is part of it. So I can imagine the type of inspiring people a new recruit would get. And this new recruit, a freshman coming in, is going to hear you're going to fail at two companies, so you graduate a successful successfully on your third, and there's just going to be a rational approach to doing it. They're going to go into the minor. The minor is going to help them win McCloskey. McCloskey is eventually going to get them into race to revenue, maybe twice. And then senior year, they're going to be going out for pitching to angels at tailgates in the fall and then <laughs> prepping their final team so that they can launch in the post-graduation during the spring. So I think that flywheel, which is clunky and jerky right now, will feel smooth. And uh, we'll just keep winning, and that winning will recruit better people in terms of both alumni and students, and it'll be just easier to make those types of matches in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the, the last question I have, mm -hmm. I, I'm just wondering sort of, since you got to the Idea Center, um, kind of, and, and now you're... You're in this role, and, and you're you know it's 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 kind of the the idea center is a little more mature than it used to be, and mm -hmm. and like I said, entrepreneurs kind of sp entrepreneurship sort of spreading around Notre Dame, and it's it's really something that is on students' minds. How do you think you have sort of changed, maybe in in terms of your leadership style or in terms of the way you kind of handle your work at the idea center since you first got here? Yeah, it's a one of the things that Brian's gotten us all to do is something called sport, which relies a lot on the principles of a Covey technique called Four Disciplines of Execution. In the Four Disciplines of Execution, one of the one of the arguments is that you can only take on so much. So basically, never go beyond four major projects that you're going after. I've recently read a lot by a guy named Michael Hyatt, and he, he argues very similar. Each quarter, you have three big goals, break it down into quarterly, break it down into weekly. So some of the biggest stuff that I've just had to do is this This is such an opportunity-rich place that I've had to learn how to say no. Yeah. And you can only say no per covey uh, if you have a more burning yes. And so you have to be very mission-aligned, have a clear vision, and let that make you say no to almost everything. And that's tough, but that's one of the things that we have to do here uh, when we're exposed to so much. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for Thanks, taking the time to talk to me. This is this is great. Um, and good luck with with the startups and everything, and enjoy race to revenue. That'll all be yeah. great. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. So that was John Henry from the Idea Center. He's the director of startups, director of student startups, I should say. Um, and I really enjoyed that podcast. I thought that was one of the coolest ones I've done. Um, 
John's a really down to earth guy, really great to talk to. Definitely a, a good a good podcast guest. Um, if you want to learn more about John, please visit the Idea Center's website uh, and click about, and then meet our staff. Um, and then you can learn about John or any of the other people that work at the Idea Center and kind of help entrepreneurship and student startups uh, proliferate at Notre Dame. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Um, leave us a review. Uh, follow us on Instagram. The Instagram page is ideas underscore at, like A-T, not the, not the at sign, and then underscore N-D. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you.